few seconds and praise him because he did it. Come on, I need somebody uh, that God opened a door uh, that no man can shut. Uh, just shout, he did it. Uh, I need somebody that knows what it's like uh, to be laying in a hospital bed uh, and God to heal your body. Uh, shout, he did it. Uh, I just need a few people uh, that understand I shouldn't even be here today. Uh, I should be six feet under. Uh, I should be locked up in jail. Uh, but my testimony today uh, is that he did it. Uh, and because he did it, uh, I'm here today. Uh, somebody give him a shout of praise in this place. Give him a shout of praise in this place. And I got one more part to add to my testimony. Uh, I know you don't feel like talking to nobody today, uh, but one more time, tell your neighbor, neighbor. Tell him if he did it for me, then he can do it for you. Clap your hands one more time and give him praise if you believe it right now. Come on, I need you to clap your hands like you really believe it this morning. Woo. Five, six or seven people on the way to your seat, tell them he did it, he did it. He did it, he didn't have to do it, but he did it. He did it despite what my enemies thought, he still did it. He did it even when my faith was low, he, he still did it. He did it when the circumstances looked impossible. He he did it. He, he did it. Uh, he did it when I faced opposition. He he still came through and he. Hey, clap your hands and give God the glory. Hey, Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments if you can. Amen. You, you can be seated at home as well if you're live streaming this morning. I know <laughs> you've been dancing all over your living room, but you can sit down if you can. Anybody just excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? <laughs> we want to take just a brief opportunity today to give a great big welcome to all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord with us today. Rock Church, I need to borrow your hands and your voice for just a moment. Help me make some noise and show all of our guests some love today. Come on, we want to say how glad we are to have you in the house of the Lord. If you are a first-time guest here at the Rock Church, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked in. Uh, it looks kind of like the image on the screen behind me. And if you are here for the first time and you did not receive one of those, if you would just slip your hand in the air, one of our staff members will bring one of those to you very quickly. I see a few hands up all across the sanctuary. If we can get them VIP, just keep your hand waving for just a moment. They're on their way to you. You ask, what is VIP? Everybody knows that VIP stands for very important person. And we want all of our guests to know today that you are a very important person here at the Rock Church today. And that card is an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service. 
in our VIP room. We've got some light refreshments prepared for you and a small gift that we'd love to give you as just a token of our appreciation for having you here in the house of the Lord with us today. We have a little saying that says, you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church. Amen, church? Would you help me turn around 360 degrees and tell everybody around you, welcome home this morning. Reach your hand out and tell them, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Amen. We're so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. We've got some special guests here with us today that I want to recognize. It is so good to have my brother and sister uh, I, I used to say in-laws, but you know, when they're as good as mine are, they're not in-laws or outlaws. Uh, they're just brother and sister. And it is so good to have my brother and sister, uh, brother and sister Maceo and Carla Montes in the house of the Lord with us today. They're no strangers to this house. Help me show them some love. Amen. And they brought my beautiful niece Carly with them. It is so good to have her house of the Lord with us today and then uh, they are senior as in senior citizens uh, I'm just playing they're not senior citizens but uh, it is I said that because it is so good to have the younger brother and sister Montez in the house of the Lord with us brother Richard and sister Kathy Montez would you help me show them some love come on and they brought my great nephew and niece Jojo and Elena Amen. So good to have them in the house of the Lord with us today. And, uh, and then, of course, it is so good to have my mama in the house of the Lord this morning. Sister Alice Garcia, would you help me show her some love today? Amen. And one of her dear friends came to visit us for a few days. Sister Juana Vergara, all the way from Pueblo, Colorado. Would you help me welcome her today? Amen. And then it is good to have brother and sister Hicks back in the house of the Lord with us this weekend. They were in Honduras and they said, listen, you cannot be this close to the Rock Church, even if you're in another country, and miss church on Sunday at the Rock. So they jumped in a plane and flew all the way from Honduras, got here at 2 o'clock in the morning, and rushed just to be here in the house of the Lord with us today. Show them some love in this place. And then it is a distinct privilege to uh, introduce to this church this morning some very dear, new and dear friends of ours. I've just adopted them as family. His uh, younger brother... Uh, was with us just a couple of months ago. He claims that he is the handsome one. But it is so wonderful today to have co-pastor Mendoza and his wife and their precious children with us. Come on, help me show them some love. Jonathan and Jojo and Lulu, help me welcome them. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Show them some Rock Church love today. And I want him to come and just greet this congregation. Uh, Brother Mendoza, I love you like a brother, and I'm so excited you're here today. Welcome to The Rock. We love you. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, someone say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Amen. We are so glad to be here. We have traveled about 3,000 miles just to meet you all. Uh, some of you don't know, but I attend church here at 8 o'clock in the morning in California. And uh, so before I get to my church, I hang out with you all and have church. We came all the way over here, and many people told us, uh, you know, when you get to Florida, you got to go see Miami and all the big cities and all that. And we did some sightseeing, but when I finally realized, I said, you know where I got to go? I got to go to church. Take me to a place where the devil thought they had me, but God came and grabbed me. Take me where I can find some apostolic, tongue-talking, devil-chasing, owl-running people of the living God. Because I don't know about you, but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank God! Thank God! Thank God for saving me! Praise the Lord, everybody! Amen. I'm not preaching right now. Praise the Lord. So I got to calm myself down. Amen. But I am so grateful. You know, I, I want to just share a few uh, minutes here. We, we, were, we have a conference there in California, and uh, we were looking for preachers. I was looking for preachers. I'm I had the Midnight Cry Conference, and I was going through YouTube. Thank God for YouTube. Praise the Lord. And uh, I found this preacher on there, and I heard him preaching, and I was like, man, this guy's pretty good. And I said, you know, he kind of fits my style because, you know, I, I want to I hear a preacher that been blood washed and got the power of God flowing inside of him. I don't want someone to come and tell me that I ain't going to make it. I got to have someone come tell me that if you got God on your side, everything going to be all right. And uh, we, we got and we were able to connect and we, we came down. And the moment that your pastor walked in, the very moment we greeted each other and it was like if our spirit did it together, my brother, me and my brother, we adopted him, amen, and he adopted us, amen, and uh, we're, we're, we're just trying to figure out the logistics of Mendoza Williams or Williams Mendoza, that's what we're trying to figure out somehow, but we have, uh, they have become dear to us, amen, I, I got my two nephews here, amen, Judah and I, oh no, uh, praise the Lord, what happened here, well, uh, his uh, son that got married, amen, and I thank God we were here for, I think this is the first time I've ever been to a wedding that I met my nephew for the first time. Amen. And we thank God for everything that he has done. We, we love you all. We, we, we thank God that he has been good to us. Amen. Not only did we come here, that we met all kinds of, I guess I got family now in Colorado and Bishop Elder and the First Lady and all the brothers from Colorado. So, Man, it just took one, one meeting. I got all kinds of adopted people. And when I, when I was talking to Bishop Williams, I said, you know, I, I didn't think there was another church like our church. Now, if you ever get to California, and Stockton is like the worst city, they ain't going to tell you to visit Stockton. But if you want to go have church, that's where you got to go, visit Stockton. And uh, 
we got when he got there, I said, you know, I, there ain't no other church. And when I when I started going online, I was like, man, this is less like our church. They shout like we shout. Now I only have one offense against your pastor, and it's this: nobody has ever come to my church and outshouted me. And by the time those three days were over. I was like, my God, I got shouted out in my own home. So I, I got I got a few months left, and I might even give me a dance instructor to help me out a little bit here. But I come to tell The Rock, you are a blessed people. I said you are a blessed people. God sent a boy all the way from California to tell you that your miracle is on the way because he's a miracle-working God. I said he's a miracle-working God. He's high and lifted up. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Bishop. My God, I feel like praising him. Somebody's going to grab that word right there that your miracle is on the way. You better position yourself to receive it. You better get your hands in the air ready to receive it. You better get your dancing shoes all ready to give him praise for it. You better push your neighbor out of the way and make room for it. My miracle is on the way. Stand to your feet all across this house as we prepare for the entrance of God's word into this house. Amen. Co-Pastor Mendoza is going to be preaching in the house of the Lord tonight. I promise you, you don't want to miss it. I preached alongside him in their conference last year. He preached one of the slots that I preached. He was the speaker right before me. And by the time he finished, I, I had to throw my notes in the trash can. I ain't even kidding you. I said, I might just forget that message. I just grabbed my Bible, went to the desk, and let the Holy Ghost flow. I promise you don't want to miss tonight. It's going to be awesome. How many of you are grateful for what the Lord's been doing around here this week? If you were here this past Sunday, the place was packed. We had people up in the balcony. When God finished, Keyshawn was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We ought to give God praise. And then Michael was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Darion was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Zion was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And several others were filled with the Holy Ghost in the service. I think we ought to take about 10 seconds right there and give God a shout of great as it was last week and on Tuesday night God wants to do something even greater in the house today I just need 200 believers in the building I said he wants to do something even greater in the building today it is always a, a humbling honor to bring to this desk the greatest voice of God that has ever affected my life and that is the voice 
of my angel, my pastor, my bishop, Bishop Elder. How many of you thank God that Bishop and Lady Elder are in the house of the Lord with us this morning? Come on, show them some love, y'all. This is, this is my dad and my second mama. And uh, I have often told this church, and I declare this unabashedly, that if there was no Paul Elder, there would be no Randy Williams. Amen. And not too many days ever go by without me reflecting on the blessing of my man of God in my life. And I can't think of anything that brings me greater joy than to have him here. And Bishop, I want you to know how much I love you, how much you mean to me, how much you mean to us, how much you mean to this church. And, and to First Lady, she means the world to us. So many times it was her prayers that brought me through as a young man. And I can't tell you how many times in moments, Jacob moments wrestling with God, that I would feel her tender hand on my shoulder as a, as a, as a mama would pray for a son. And I thank God for her today. You may never see her up here whooping on a mic, but I promise you when she opens her mouth, things shift in the atmosphere. I love you both. From the bottom of my heart, Bishop, it is such an honor to have you here today. We want you to come and just obey the Holy Ghost. You're at home. You've got liberty to do whatever you feel. Would you help me give the greatest expression of love you can muster up this morning? Come on, help me show some great love to my pastor, Bishop Elder, as he comes to deliver the word this morning. that was the president of the United States but but we giving God the praise that he's worthy of hallelujah praise God you may be seated for a minute uh, I don't have a clock up here and that's dangerous for me I have been accused by preaching by the calendar not the clock so I'll try to refrain from that. Some of you are getting a look of consternation on your face right now. I first want to say thank you to, to Pastor and First Lady Williams. I love them more than they will ever know. I never dreamed when God started talking to me as a 25-year-old man down in the basement of a gymnasium in Haven, Kansas. began to talk to me about a city. I would go there early every morning. I had an office there. I had the high and esteemed privilege and honor of being the custodian of that gym. I mean that. That's not sarcastic. Work is noble. I don't care where you start. That's a blessing from God, and if you'll do it, he'll elevate you. I just feel like saying that this morning. 
I would go and I would open my Bible in that basement and I would pray and God would begin to talk to me about a city in Colorado named Love Road. And I would almost repent and say, God, there's a pastor there. I'm coveting this church. But I wasn't coveting that church. He was putting the call of God in my life. And it uh, wasn't very long after that that this young lady walked in. Back in those days, the cholas would wear their hair so high it had to create a standard in the church of Pueblo. You guys remember that? Four inches. I mean, they would have it eight inches high wearing their hair up. hair was up and she had lines cut, black mascara all over her and, and I thought this is going to be a hard cookie but the word of the Lord went forth on a Wednesday night I looked out there and mascara was running everywhere you know through the years you learn to love what God does in people I like to look, I like to taunt the devil. You thought you had him. <laughs> I know I'm not yelling right now, but some, some things you feel so so much you can't yell. You like that taunting. Look at this. Look at what God's doing. A few months later, maybe a year or so, a 14-year-old young man. And and the growth and the vision. Can I just minister a little bit here? You know, I can do what I want to. I'm the pastor. Despise not the days of small things. You'd never know the kind of visions and dreams that God puts in young people's hearts. A lot of potential there. And uh, we used to sit around forever. We were all so poor we couldn't pay attention. And so we'd sit around and play and worship God, play before the Lord. While you're waiting for me to preach, I'm preaching right now. You got the Holy Ghost, you'll catch what I'm saying. Because if you want to go anywhere with God, you got to be a worshiper. You don't have to be. You get to be a worshiper. You don't have to have talent. You don't have to know how to sing. You don't have to know how to play. But I'll tell you this. God loves worshipers. The Father seeketh such. He's looking. He's searching across this congregation. wonderful grandsons of mine, my oldest grandsons, and uh, look what the Lord has done, and Sister Williams started playing, I think she knew three chords, 
tell that by listening to her play now. Pass that genetic on. I'm, I know what I'm doing there. Pass that genetic on apostolic genetics. They used to think that genetics were unalterable, but we found out that is nonsense. Genetics can change. So this big fat lie that once an alcoholic was an alcoholic, that's a lie. Once a drug addict, always a drug addict. Now listen, I'm not criticizing Alcohol Anonymous. I appreciate what they do, but their epistemology and their theology is way off. They never read 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Do I, is this an apostolic church around here? Does anybody, anybody know what the word of the Lord says? devil's mad at me. That's fine. I don't need this microphone. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. When I feel the anointing that I'm feeling right now, I'll preach in a library. I don't care. Anybody feeling what I'm feeling right now? And then all of the family from Pueblo Y'all experienced a little P-Town church this morning. This is where it all started, folks. Ain't gonna change. This everything we send out of Pueblo is gonna be like this. Or they don't have my blessing. And it's not just the shout. It's the spirit of excellence. Let me tell some of you new converts something. I don't care if your car is 55 years old. Go home and wash it. Vacuum it out. Clean it up. If all you got's a t-shirt and a pair of blue jeans, go home and wash them, clean up. Why? You want a spirit of excellence to get out. Your father, your father is the king of kings. And the Lord, come, come on. I don't care if you got a go-kart, that ought to be the spiffiest, cleanest go-kart in this city. Anybody hear what the Spirit is saying right now? Thank you, Pastor and Sister First Lady Williams. And the Mendoza family, I cannot wait. I love making new friends and I love their spirit. I love people that are real, not trying to put on any airs. My God, I know where God brought me from. If it had not been for the Lord, said if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side hey sometimes you just gotta let the devil know who's still in charge Matthew chapter 17. We better preach before I lose it all right here. Another requirement for an organ player in Pueblo is you got to know how to tune the man of God up. 
put a little gravy on it. Matthew chapter 17. Verse number 17. And this is a this is a fascinating revelation from Jesus. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless, everybody say faithless, and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? Question. How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he, personal pronoun to the devil, departed out of the little lad. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Why could not we cast him out? Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. But verily I say unto you, If you have faith as the grain, as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder and place, or yonder place, excuse me. And it shall remove and nothing, everybody say nothing. nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Now say it like you believe the word of God. Nothing. Shall be impossible unto you. How be it? This is the good part. This kind goeth not out. But by prayer and fasting. You can't juke and jive your way into faith. You can't sing your way into faith. You can't act and perform your way into faith. You got to get down to war on the floor. One of the multitude answered and said, I'm in Mark chapter 9, verse number 17 now. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Did you know spirits are dumb? And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. It was a spirit of suicide. That's a dumb spirit. He foameth and gnashes his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered them and said, here it is again. Oh, faith. He didn't say faithless person. He's talking to a generation. Oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? And again, we find this in every gospel. Luke chapter 9, verse 41. And Jesus answering said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again unto his father. And then one more scripture in the book of John chapter 20. This is the account of John, or the account of John about Thomas who said, unless I see him and touch him, I will not believe. The spirit of that faithless generation had got a hold of Thomas. 
Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless. Be not faithless, but believing. And thank God Thomas was a convert. Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. I want to I preach to a faithless generation. I, I, I'm preaching to you wonderful, beautiful people here this morning, but I'm going to preach to some spirit. I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach so hard, I'm going to eat a steak for dinner. I know how to take care of devils. Faith cometh. By hearing. Now you've been, you've been shouting with the beat. I'm going to see if you can shout with the meat this morning. I've been watching you jiving with the beat. We're going to see what you got when the meat is put on the table. How many of you come to have church today? Oh, one more time before you're seated. Let's give God the praise that he's worthy of. Woo! Come on now. Everybody, in the name of Jesus, hey, hallelujah. Punch your name and ask him, you going to preach with him? God bless you, you may be seated. There is a, there, there's so much to this this message is like eating an elephant. It's good eating, but you don't know where to start. And, and, and the Lord reveals to us so much here. And I, I don't want to waste undue time. I want to get to where God wants us to go this morning. But you have to understand that he is not talking to just a community of people. Most of the time when we read the Bible... Can I just make myself at home this morning? Most of the time when we read the Bible, we westernize the Bible. And, and, and to a certain extent, there's nothing wrong with that because he is, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 8 says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday. Don't get too far from this, B3, Brother Richard. I may need some help. Hallelujah. He knows how we do it. We've been doing this together a long time. And, uh, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the Lord, you can apply the word of God in any time and season and era and dispensation. But you have to understand the origins of the word. You have to understand the geneo of the word, the genetics of the word. You have to understand where the word originates. That's why it's so powerful and how it is. I'm going to use a pretty blunt word here, but it, you have to catch what I'm saying. You have to understand how the word is inseminated into our life how it comes to us. And the Bible says that it comes to us by preaching. Preaching. 
It doesn't come by sharing the gospel. You don't need some person to share. I, I guess that's all right, but I'll tell you what we need. We need preachers in this last day. I'm not sharing the gospel today. I'm declaring the gospel today. And that word goes forth. And when that word goes forth, it has to find a body that will receive it. That's why you're part of an apostolic church. Because sometimes, well, let me give you a little story. Man, I have never preached this like this in my life. But I felt this about, I don't know, early this morning. I've been preaching this message all night. I'm excited about what God's going to do. You have to have a body. You have to have a woman that will receive the word of God. It's what the church is. There's a story in the Bible about a woman that made fun of her worshiping husband. She scorned him. He was before God and he danced before the Lord with all of his might, the Bible says. I'm gonna preach a message about that because some preachers, they think they can be calm, cool, and collected and build a church. I'm gonna tell you one of the first things that I example to this church is my passion for Jesus Christ. The Bible said he was seen many, not many days after his, he showed his passion. God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, he showed his passion. He died for us. And this woman scorned this man that God had given her. He was the king. He was the, he's the greatest king that Israel ever had in an earthly manner. And when he come in from showing his passion to God, she mocked him and said, look at the king in front of all of the maidens of Israel today. You know who I'm talking about. If you don't, it was David. You can go home and read it. And he mocked. She mocked him. And when she finished mocking him, he did not tuck his tail between his legs and say, yes, ma'am. Now, you young men, take note. Got to listen to your woman. But you got to be the man that God called you to be. If you'll lead, she'll follow. He didn't tuck his tail between his legs and slink off in the corner and suck his thumb and pout. He looked at her and he said, woman, if you think I was passionate today, Here's what the old English Bible says. He said, next time I'll be more vile. If you think I was worshiping God today, you wait till you see me next time. You wait till I show you my passion for God. I'm preaching to you, church. When the preaching goes forth, there's gotta be a response. You gotta get that revelation. That is the word of God. That is the seed of God. And the Bible says that Micah was barren 
from that day forward. She had any children. Now, some people think God shut her womb. The Bible don't say that. I don't have any proof of this, but I'll tell you how I am. Okay, woman, you scorn me. You on your own. I don't think David ever went back into her again because God is seeking worshipers. How are you gonna impress God with your money and your intelligence and your new car? I'm telling some of you that are in this church, you didn't have nothing when God brought you in here. And now you're trying to come at high and mighty. You know what we need to do? We need to get back to worshiping him. There's a revelation I'm trying to get in this church today. You're talking about going to another level. Well, this is how you go to another level. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. He don't need your college degree and I got him. But that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for somebody that will receive his word in faith. The dynamics of this love affair are different. I don't know how to explain it to you. But because we westernize the Bible, we don't see the environment that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was born into. We don't see that it was a world that was as perverted as our world. That's what he said. A faithless and perverted generation. The perversion, I don't have time. I'll tell you this and I'll come back and explain it later. Next time I'm here or sometime. But the perversion is, is, is moral, but, but moral perversion starts because there is a you, you uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When they'll write you up for it when you, you deviate. You deviate from the word of God. Did you know the word deviate comes from the word devil? It's where the word devil comes from. It's from deviate. God has said, and immediately, the adversary, words mean something. The adversary, the devil. I don't call him Lucifer. He was only called Lucifer one time in the Bible. And that was when he was in heaven. You can only find that name one time. After heaven, he's not Lucifer anymore. He's not light, loosened. He's not light, he's darkness. He is adverse to light. He wants to shut off the light. And your adversary is convincing you to deviate from the word of God. Hath God said. Now here's what the Bible says about him. There's all kinds of stuff when I begin to study this. 
The Bible says that he is the father. He is the progenitor of lies. He created lies and deception and deceiving and seduction, which is perversion. Seduction's a French name, which means to set a trap and lure someone away from what is right to what is devious. The Bible says there are doctrines of devils. Are y'all still preaching with me? And seducing spirits. They go out from their father, the devil. The Bible says that he was a murderer. And, God, and Jesus said, and if he's your father, you will do what he does. That's why some of you are really good at slandering and character assassination and you do it all over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, and that's all you can do is sit and watch Pentecostal services and try to tear down what God is saying over the pulpit because you are of your father. And the Bible says you will do what your father did and that's tear down the word of God and make people question the word of God and plant inseminate the seed of doubt and inseminate the seed of unbelief and inseminate the seed of sarcasm and inseminate the seed of mocking that's all they know how to do is mock and tear down I got work to do today. I told you I'm not just preaching to this church. I'm preaching to spirits. I love everybody, but I hate the devil. I said I love everybody, but I hate the devil. He's not my boyfriend. He don't have anything to do with me. We used to have a man in Kansas, he's singing a song. Me and the devil, we had a tussle, Brother Hilton, brother, and I won. We go back a long ways. Don't ask him about me. Don't ask him about anything about me. Me and the devil, we had a tussle, but I won. Me and the devil, we agree. I hate him, and he hates me. You ain't ever gonna get the victory. If you're still in love with the world and the things of the world and the father of the things of this world, he's not my father. He's not my daddy. Say, I just don't get all that radical stuff. That's because you ain't got the right seed of daddy in you yet. But if you will be born again, except a man be born from above, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. But if he is born of the water and of the spirit, 
Let me just interject right here. Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise, the promise. Who said that? Jesus said that. Go into Jerusalem and wait till you get the promise of my Father. You get born again and all of a sudden this doesn't look so crazy anymore. This is how we, this is how we party at daddy's house. <laughs> this, this is how we do it at daddy's house. One pastor friend of mine made the statement and I quote, we are all given the measure of faith. It's growth or it's decrease is up to us. Do you listen to faith builders or do you listen to faith killers? Do you listen to faith givers or do you listen to faith thieves? Come on, I'm on your side this morning. Somebody said, I never saw a miracle. You got to get in the environment of miracles. Miracles, signs. These signs that shall, they shall follow. I hope I'm not interrupting your stuff here this morning. These signs, these signs shall follow them that are believers. Believers. If you want to be, if you want to be in an environment of miracles, you got to get among believers. Let me take it a step farther. In St. John chapter 7, the Bible says in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, he that believeth on me, any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the, as the, the word of God, the scriptures say it. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. There's an environment. There's a father of unbelief. And there's a father of faith. And you have two worlds. You have the world that is perverted. And the generation, it's always been like this. It's always been like this. You have the world of unbelief. And every time that world becomes prevalent, God destroys it. I don't know if this is true or not, but much of the stuff that I study about Genesis, the book of genetics, all of you scientists, don't forget the book of Genesis. Every doctrine in the Bible is found in Genesis. The first doctrine, there's one God in the beginning, God, singular, created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Holy Ghost and the Spirit of the Lord moved. 
word of God and the word of God came forth. And the word of God started creating form and structure where there was chaos and perversion and deviation. Anything the devil touches falls apart. Anything God touches takes form and creation starts happening to you. Which father do you want today? Do you want the father of light? Faithless generation. Faithless generation. I, uh, I'm actually closer to being done than you think I am. Maybe. But, but I want to tell you something. I have never understood people that question the word of God. I have questions about things in the word of God. But I don't question the word of God. And I don't even know how to explain the revelation that God has given me. I'm going to tell you something. You can be so far from God. I've been far from God. I've had friends at backslidden try to drag me out of church. And they'll talk about the preacher and the man of God. You know, I hate to tell, I, I hate to tell you all this. To my chagrin, I would go sin with them. But I'm going to tell you where it stopped. When they started talking about the man of God in my life. When they started talking about the word of God in my life. When they started talking about the people of God. I'm going to tell you the people of God are just as precious to me. They're his children. So they're my brothers and sisters. I come to preach today. What are you doing preacher? I'm showing you how to have miracles in your life. I'm showing you how to get the favor of your father in your life. I'm showing you how God will just, here's what the Bible says. I will open unto you the floodgates. Your English Bible says window. I'll open to you the floodgates of heaven. Do you know what a floodgate is? That's an overflow. That's an overflow. That's not the regular gates that the water comes. He's not just daily loading me with benefits. But if I'll do this God's way, he'll open the overflow gates. I've seen them, brothers and sisters. I've seen gates on dams where the water's coming over the top. He said the blessing will run over you. This is what I'm preaching to you this morning. This isn't hype, brothers and sisters. This isn't emotionalism. This is the promise of our Father. Our Father. Now, now, now I got to talk about this a little bit, so, so go, go sit down. Go sit down. You can't mosh yet like John Schumach says. No moshing yet. Some of you don't even know what a mosh pit is. But you have to understand that the father of faithlessness has created a system that you're living in right now. And it's easy because there is a current. The Bible says to be not carried away by every wind of doctrine, teaching. I respect your parents. I love and honor your parents. 
your parents can teach doctrines into your life that can disrupt the favor and the blessings of God. Listen, listen, if you're a parent, you have to understand this. You know, Brother Williams, there, I have people that criticize me all the time. Most of their criticism is unfounded, but I listen. Because they may have truth there. They may have truth there. They may be doing it in a terrible spirit, but they may have observed a blind spot in my life. God, pardon me, I'm a country boy. God used a jackass one time. That's a male donkey for all of you city folks. That's not cussing. God used a jackass one time to talk to a backslidden preacher and he was so full of pride and arrogance he couldn't even... I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. If if a donkey starts talking to me, I'm listening. I've owned mules and none of them have ever been able to sing me a lullaby. So I'm not here to... You can ask anybody that knows me. I believe in obeying the word of God. Honor thy father and thy mother that it may be well with thee. I have these scriptures memorized. I put the word of God in my heart in case they ever take it away from me. They'll have to rip my heart out of me to get the word of God out of me. I'm not dishonoring mom and dad, but mom and dad are living in a perverted and faithless generation. And there are things that are handed down familiarly and culturally. That's why we only have one culture in the church. Many nations, but one culture. And that's the culture of our Father. His name is Jesus. His word is the final arbiter of all arguments. It has to be that way. It's got to be that way. Some of you were raised and all you heard is you're worthless. You never amount to anything. Screaming and cussing. When some, I, I saw a man come out of the motel this morning and I prayed for him. He looked like he was tweeting. No, it wasn't Twitter. He had a beautiful black German shepherd dog and he was screaming and cussing at the dog cussing at his wife that is that is the spirit of his father oh God help me preach this you gotta get this sometimes brother Williams they get it like you did sissy Barb did at an early age and other times you gotta preach and you gotta preach and you gotta preach you know I don't preach for response I quit preaching for response a long time. It's important that you respond because remember, your mama, you're receiving the word. I'm not trying to be crude, but I'm going to tell you something. When there's two people that are in love, there's some emotion and some passion that's going on there right now. Come on, don't sit there and look at me like a mule looking at a new gate. There's, there, there needs to be a connection. When the word of God goes forth, you need to respond with passion. You need to respond with love. But I'm not preaching for that. I'm preaching the word of God. (laughs) 
And there are things that happen in your life. And, and I'm careful because you got to get people looking past where they come from. Remember the rear view mirror is about that big. Some of you need to turn around. You're looking out the back window. You ain't getting nowhere. Turn around, look out the front window, and every now and then look in the rearview mirror, especially if you're backing up. Which ought to tell you, quit your backsliding, and you won't have to use the rearview mirror so much. We're going forward. However, you do have to deal with those things in your life. You, you do have to deal with those spirits that were inserted into your spirit. It's a faithless and perverted generation. I could talk about it. I could talk about some of you grew up in neighborhoods of fatherless. The whole neighborhood is a fatherless neighborhood. I can show you statistically that fatherless neighborhoods have more crime, more suicide, more murder, more than everything else. But let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, sister. You got a father now. His name is Jesus. He's going to give you instructions. You can't rebel against him like you did your mama. You can't, oh, I'm preaching this morning. You can't disobey him like you and your buddies did when you disobeyed your mama. You got to look at your buddies and you got to say, listen, this is my daddy. For the first time in my life, I got a daddy that loves me. I got a daddy that cares for me. I got a daddy that will go with me. He said he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. He will go with me to the end of the age. Oh, somebody that believes this, you ought to give praise to your father right now. You ought to give praise to your father right now. You grew up in faithlessness. You grew up in perversion. Come on, Brother Richard, I'm about finished. You grew up in Well, you're great, and y'all stand up here, and I'm short. I go down there and start preaching. They can't see me. (laughs) Melinda's, it stinks to be short. Especially him, right in front of me. (laughs) Found it, man. You grew up, sis, and your great, great, great grandma was on welfare. I don't have anything against welfare unless you stay on it for generation after generation. You hear me? I love you, but I hate the devil that's lying to you telling you he's your daddy. I said, I hate the devil that's lying to you telling you he's your daddy. He's a liar. I know what I'm preaching. I know what your daddy will do for you. 
I know where he'll bring you from. I know where he'll take you to. But I got to get you to quit listening to the generation around you. You're going to have to unfriend some people on Facebook. Come on now, stay with me. Don't get off the train now. We're riding all the way to victory. You got to stay on this train. Don't turn me off now. That don't mean you got to hate them. You love them. You pray for them. But they're putting false word in your life. They're telling you lies. They even may call it science. Which the Bible said is science. So called falsely. I know the scientists that made all the stuff those scientists are studying. Let me give you a little secret. He's my daddy. He's my daddy. He'll bypass all that rigmarole. I remember my dad used to be a district official. And there were times, Brother Williams, I'd walk in, they say, Oh, you brother elder son, follow me. And I'd get past doors I wasn't supposed to go past. And I'd get to places nobody else could get to. I'm trying to help some of you get some shortcuts in life to get places where the faithless generation neighbors around you start looking and scratching their head and saying, how'd you get there? What happened? Let me introduce you to my daddy. Let me tell you his word and his promises. Let me tell you what he can do for you. Oh, yeah, I'm preaching this better than you're responding. Somebody ought to be running, running the aisles. Somebody ought to be clapping their hands. See, this is what happened. This is how our daddy works. I, 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 I should talk more about faithless generation, but I just hate the devil. The Bible says give no place to the devil. I can give you all kinds of statistics. I, I study this stuff because I am, I am on a quest. I am on a quest. I'm gonna steal as many prisoners from Satan they're not his. They never were his. We used to sing it in the old times. Satan, your kingdom's coming down. I heard the voice of Jesus say. We're going to pray until we pray your kingdom down. You got to get past some of your fighting right now.
That's the spirit of this generation. Seen it all, done that, not me. See, there's something else you gotta know about our father. It don't get old. You can't wait to get out here to get high. You started out on $25 for a little joint. I don't know what they call them anymore. Back in my day, it was Colombian gold. Three and a half percent THC. Man, you were rocking it. Now they got THC that's almost 30%. It's like smoking crack cocaine. And some of you tried it and you're still not getting high. Because while you're sitting here rolling your eyes, looking at your watch, the very thing you're addicted to is already used up. It's old. It don't do anything for you anymore. You've been in and out of relationships. So you're rolling your eyes at everything. You can't find anything that has any life to it. But let me tell you about my father. He said, I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. What are you, I'm trying to talk you out of this faithless and perverted generation. I'm trying to get you out of what's old into what's new. The Lord said, I'm going to do a new thing. I've had the Holy Ghost 10 years. You know what you need? You need a renewing. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done lest any man should boast, but by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of that. You know what? Some of you need to just stand up this morning and get you a renewing. You'll be singing that old gospel song. Feels like the first time. You remember the first night you got the Holy Ghost? And your father washed away all of that mess. And your father reached down and snatched you out of a faithless and perverted generation. This is what I'm praying. I'm not telling anybody, but I'm praying, God, you give this church a baptistry where everybody can see. All right. All right. That's one of the main doctrines of this church. I want to see people go down. I want the devil to see people go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. You know what the Bible says? There's joy in the presence of the angels. 
It didn't say the angels rejoiced. It said there's joy. Who's in the presence of the angels? I'm glad you asked. My father. My father. He's waiting for somebody today to go down in the name of Jesus. That word joy means agalio. Spin, run around, dance. I'm gonna say some simple things, but you gotta believe it. You gotta believe it passionately. It's so simple, but it's true. Let me give you one more illustration. The man of God didn't even come out and talk to Naaman. He sent his servant out. He said, go wash in the Jordan River. Now, brothers and sisters, I've been to the Jordan River. It's muddy. It's cold. It's a mountain stream. It's cold. It's dirty. And he said, well, man, my fancy churches, we got more more beautiful stuff than that and they'll do it in a ceremony and get me right up in front of God no that ain't God and all his people that's Satan and all of his unbelieving generation but I'm really talking about your father and he said man I just go home. Thank God. There's a little slave girl from the house of God, from the land of Judah, the land of praise. God only knows what that little girl was going through. But she looked at him and said, Sir, if he'd have asked you to do some great thing and conquered an army, and you'd have went and did it. All he did was ask you to go dip seven times in the Jordan River. I'm going to ask you some simple stuff. It's like dipping seven times in the Jordan River. But if you'll do this, God's going to set you free right here, right now. Come on. I've seen everything. First of all, you've got to repent. Not gonna get the Holy Ghost if you don't repent. You might get a blessing, you might cry, you might feel tears. Walk home and say, Man, I feel good. That ain't the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, you're not only feeling good, you're delivered. And I feel that deliverance in this house right now. I, come on, do I have some church people? I feel that deliverance in this house. You gotta repent. That means God, I want you to, I want you to not only forgive me, I want you to forgive me. But let me let me remind you, He already forgave you at Calvary. God commendeth His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, He died for us. Ask Him to forgive you, but that's more for you than Him. He already forgave you. But then you start saying, God, I believe you for deliverance. You are my Father. And you never intended for me to be addicted to these drugs. Come, what are you doing? You're speaking the word of your father. 
Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You are, you're not talking the language of this perverted and faithless generation anymore. But you're talking the promise of your father into your life and into your mind. There's all kinds of things that you need to talk to him about this morning. But I'll tell you what will happen as you're talking and you're repenting. God, I don't want this. Did you know the number one addiction in America is not marijuana? The number one addiction in America is not cocaine. It's prescription drugs. America uses more psychotropic prescription drugs than the rest of the world combined. You know what we need to do? We need to go back to our Father. Come on. I, I, I don't know what the case is. You, you may need to talk to a doctor. I don't get all that. I know the Holy Ghost will help you. But if you're really serious about deliverance this morning, but I'll tell you an addiction that's even greater than prescription drugs, and that's unbelief. While you're praying, Matthew chapter 13, the Bible says, while they were sowing an enemy, the devil, if you read the parable, snuck in and started sowing tares. So you know what we're gonna do, church? We're gonna pray against that enemy right now. Cause there's gonna be people here that are gonna get healed in the next few minutes. You thought you was coming on an August Sunday morning to get church and get over it. Uh-uh, we come here to see God do some miracles in this house today. We come here to see God do some deliverance in this house today. Put your plans on the back shelf if you're really serious about having revival. And let's see what God can do in this altar today. Church, lift your hands right now. And let's talk to our Father and let's say, okay, God, we want you to come against the sower of terrors and the enemy stopped the evil perverted thoughts of this generation right now, God. Let the power of the Holy Ghost flow in this house right now. My God, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Somebody's gonna get your deliverance. I want you to make some room around this altar. Ushers, will you help me back up? I want people that need God. You have specific needs. Come on, step out in faith. Don't stand back there, that's the enemy. That's the lying devil that's telling you you can't have it. Step out, come up here to the front right now. Saints of God, will you give us some help? Come on, ministers. Come on, ministers. Come on, come on, there's more. Don't stand back there and let the devil talk you out of your miracle. Don't stand back there and let the enemy lie to you and tell you you're always gonna be that way. I'm preaching to somebody whose marriage is on the rocks right now. And you guys are doing your best to hang on. I'm telling you, your father is here. Oh God, come on ministers. Come on saints of God.
let's pray let the seed of faith be planted in their hearts right now That's it, brother. In the name of Jesus. 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 abuse of the devil right now God strip the mouth of these lions right now God in the name of Jesus that's it brother that's it sister let the spirit of your father pray through you right now the Bible says we know not what to pray so the Spirit make an intercession. Let the Holy Ghost pray for you right now. Let the Holy Ghost pray for you right now. the Holy Ghost. He's sweeping this order right now. Come on, reach out and get it. It's yours. Reach out and get it. It's yours. We believe